Hello and welcome back to a new episode of Queen City Roundup. And uh, boy, do we have an episode for you guys. I'm fucking pissed. And it's it's going to be known. Uh, I'm just going to say right off the bat. Okay, whatever. You guys, I usually say if you were to follow us on, on social media, figure it out. I don't care. I'm not going through that shit right now. There's a lot I need to get off my chest. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, I will allow Matt to talk at the very least. Uh, it's with great pleasure to uh, announce that uh, Joey has been fined five thousand uh, dollars as part of the uh, maximum the maximum allowable by the CBA. Um, so uh, I guess let's let's address the elephant of the room here. Uh, I know that we primarily talk mainly about uh, about Leafs hockey, but this doesn't really apply. I mean, okay, it does apply in, in a way to to the Leafs because. Um, really for years, we've been looking at, uh, this particular, uh, sort of sector of the National Hockey League front office, uh, as a priority. And, uh, yeah, it has not been a very good time. So, um, the Department of Player Safety is Before we get into be- that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Before we get into that, yes, granted, this is a Toronto podcast, so let's quickly go over what 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 the news and notes are for the Leafs. Nick Foligno's out day to day, nothing serious. He'll be good to go for the playoffs. Um, Leafs right now are playing in a bunch of meaningless games, and Timothy Lilligren looks like a legitimate NHLer. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, and Habs fans are happy at the fact that Cole Caulfield scored two goals, which Austin Matthews looks at it and goes, <laughs> "And I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm not for that." Cole Caulfield slander. Like, I mean, he's an excellent player, so like, good for him. Yeah. I, he's got I, a lot of potential. I hope that he pans out better than, than Ryan Pooley because uh, Pooley had a really high ceiling, and then unfortunately mm-hmm. concussions are are brutal. But it's okay. In the NHL, CTE is, a, is fake news, but it's, you don't need to worry about it. Oh, wait, that. now let's get it. Now let's get into the part where I get fucking pissed and I start yelling everywhere. So, yeah, this is when we start fucking swearing. This is the fun part where we start dropping all of our F-bombs. And what's funny is that we really mark all of our episodes as explicit, yet we don't really swear that much. So, no, I just mark it as explicit because one always slips out every episode. But this time they're going to be rampant. Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, who wants to describe what happened? I think you should describe what happened. So um, first of all, the city of Toronto does not claim Tom Wilson right now. Oh uh, God, no! I, he is not, not he a is Toronto a citizen or resident or or native, okay. whatever the hell you want to call it. I do not he, do not associate his name to this city. Unless he was born in Scarborough, it doesn't count. Or Brampton? Nah, nah. He he's not a Brampton man. He's either he's either born in Scarborough or he's born in like I don't know. Like it's I don't it, want him anywhere near the GTA. How about that? How about let's just round it off and say he was born in like Barrie. Sorry for anybody that lives in Barrie, but if you if anybody lives in Barrie, you you know why. You know why. Anyway, um, so let's dive into uh the perks of being a shithead. Um, a coward. Yeah. Um, I just want to throw this out there, and I'll mention this on a, on the other show that we do. Is Tom Wilson Brad Marchand but worse? The thing is with Brad Marchand is he's a he's a shithead. Don't get me wrong, but like I don't think he legitimately goes out attempting to injure people. Yeah, like you look at it's, it's funny because you look at the Bruins, um, really like, the, like over the last like ten years before obviously. Char- and funny that Chara is on the the Capitals now, which uh, funny how this all comes full circle. Um, but Chara was always you know starting shit, always doing some well like 
really here's the thing about the broom. Sorry to cut you off, but like, I'm I'm very heated. I'm, I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm so, I'm sorry to cut you off, but like the thing is with the Bruins, like I've always had like an appreciation for like the hard no style playing on the edge and stuff, and like playing close to the line, but not but not like crossing it. And I feel like now this might be a bit of a hot take, but I feel like the Bruins, like, like when you play like that, you're obviously going to have your, your incidences and stuff, but I never really saw them as like that dirty of a team. I saw them as a team that I hated and hated playing against, but like, and like a team that always, for whatever reason, got the benefit of the doubt by the refs. But like, I never saw them as like, as like a team that like went out there, like looking to injure people all the time. Yeah, that, that is true. I think, like, what, what, the, what the Bruins did or, you know, still kind of do, probably not as much this year. This year has kind of been uh, a little tamer. I don't know if it's because Char is not on the team anymore. Um, but they've been kind of, like, it was more like there'll be one really egregious play that they get away with, like, and there'll be – to me, it's just, like, uh, I don't understand – like, why would you intentionally hurt a player? Like, is what I want. And, like, the Bruins, at least, like, even if you go back to, like, the, the Pacioretty incident with Chara, I don't think Chara was, like, maliciously trying to, like... That was that him. was super unfortunate. Yeah. And it was one of those things where, you know, it was just a really poorly timed hit that was catastrophic. And, uh, you know, and this is what I really hate. And I'm going to get we'll, – we'll get to that. I'm sure you're going to rant about this. Um, the hockey community is the worst community out there. Can we just say that? In terms of sports, yes. I, I'm, I'm going to say that the racist community uh, is worse. Yeah. The, well, I, <laughs> all that well, stuff. Well, no, well, I'm talking in the context of sport here. I think hockey has the worst fan bases. Well, okay, maybe not the worst fan bases, but the most, like, negligent and ignorant fans in the world. Because mm-hmm. – like player of theirs will do something incredibly dirty. Um, and then it's just, Oh, you know, this, it's not ballet. Like, you know, you don't be a fucking snowflake. You just got to, I had, I had someone on Twitter yesterday. Tell me that, that getting hit in the head is part of the game in hockey. No, it's not like, but here's the thing though. I was thinking about this and like, I don't necessarily blame him because the NHL has done absolutely nothing to, to to prevent players from hitting players and other players in the head. This is like I'm mostly upset in this situation with the NHL and their complete negligence when it comes to shit like this. Every single time something happens, George Peros is a shit stain on the sport and he needs to get fired immediately. Like the fact that he's still employed after this garbage, did you see the stuff that came out about Tom Wilson uh, after he sent Brandon Carlo to the hospital on a headshot? Did you see what came out? Yeah. Appar- and then, wait, for those, for those that don't know, apparently, apparently, um, uh, well, uh, human shit stain there. Uh, George Peros didn't want to. Um... Oh wow, I'm gonna get sued. <laughs> nah, nah. George think... Peros. You honestly think that they would give a shit about us? <laughs> George Peros didn't want to suspend Tom Wilson for that. He was gonna, if it was up to him, he was gonna say, "Nah, that's not a suspension." But Gary Bettman forced that suspension. So this <laughs> is a like. Uh, Oh my god! I don't even know where to begin. Like it's it's just like 
from the top to the bottom, like Colin Campbell's got to go. George Peros has got to go. If Gary Bettman doesn't start to clean this shit up, he's got to go. Like it, it, it just need it drain the swamp. But here's the thing, and this is what's unfortunate. Pro sports across all different sectors in North America and Europe don't give a shit about player safety. Like, let's just call it like it is. They honestly do not give a shit. I think the NBA does. The NBA, I'd say, is taking, obviously, the most precaution. The Um, NFL says they do, but, like, they... the, 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 The NFL puts up a banner that says, we care about safety, and then, like, 50 concussions later... The NHL doesn't even put up the banner. (laughs) <laughs> oh, the NHL thinks that CTE is a hoax. Yeah. Imagine uh, uh, that, that's documented stuff. We're not making that up. Yeah, exactly. They've gone on record to say that CTE and, and, and post-concussion syndrome is not an issue, when in reality, one of the you know most vocal players about it, and Dan Cartillo, former enforcer, by the way, has gone out to say, yeah, this league is literally does not give a shit about concussions at all. Like the, te- like the teams do, but... Well, I mean, some teams do, but... You know, the league does not care. It's If you get hurt, it's your own prerogative if you want to play or not. And, like, I want to touch on toxic hockey culture for a minute. I don't understand why – like, okay, I understand the whole mantra. You play while you're hurt, blah, 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 blah. Like, I'm – like, if you – I think that's a very – like, that's you, something that needs to change in, in yeah, hockey it needs, culture. It needs to change. And, um, in particular, playing with concussions. If you have a concussion, you need to sit for minimum, minimum six days. I see at minimum. I see like these some players would be like, oh, they missed this game with concussion. They're back the next game. I'm like, hey, yeah, it's not how that works. I'm no doctor. And and here's the thing. Here's what pisses me off too. And this goes back all the way to I think it was the 2019 Stanley Cup final uh, between the Bruins and the Blues. Jacob Brosk had a concussion and ignored a doctor's request to sit. And the manager, the managerial core was like, okay, you can play. I guarantee you, and like I don't mean to be stereotyping right now, but if Jake DeBrusque was, you know, not to be uh, segregating or you know singling anybody out, but if he was a person of color, they would have said no, they would have basically said, you know, you're, you know, suck it up, you're playing, hundred percent. Or if it was like if he was a healthy scratch, it would have been like, okay, you just sit, no problem. Like it's 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 pretty stupid. Um. And in, in, in regards to, like, player safety as a whole, like, it, it's, it mind boggles me the fact that players, like, former players and current players are having the nerve to, like, defend Friggin' Ryan, like, do you want do you want to even touch on chicklets? Because I have something. No, I, I mean I do not like to bring those guys up and bring them to the well, spotlight at all. all but like, all I just want to say one thing: it shows something that the NHL is very, very much fucked up hard in this. When Tom Will, not Tom Wilson, when John Scott is saying that Tom Wilson should have gotten like twenty plus games for this. Exactly. Like, what does that what does that tell you? Like one of the more the more popular enforcers who made a career out of punching guys' faces. But it's funny to me because said that like and, and he's like and he even he said that this shit was absolute garbage and it shouldn't have been like George. I don't understand where George Peros comes from. He hit his smacked his chin on the ice, got knocked out cold, suffered all kinds from that. 
all kinds of health issues from that. And he sees what Tom Wilson did and was like, oh, no, that's just a, a $5,000 fine. You know what a $5,000 fine is for Tom Wilson? If you worked full-time at McDonald's for a year, that's $17. Yeah, and and what's funny is that, like, and here's the thing that I want to I want to stress. Stop finding millionaires, okay? Like, if you find a millionaire, $5,000, that, that's like, okay. They'll give that to you. They'll be like, okay, cool. And what this does now is especially going into the playoffs, what this does is this puts a target because now it was he went after Panarin, body slammed him on the ice, head first, drove his head into the ice. Literally, I hate when people are like, "Oh, you don't don't say that." No, he literally could have killed him. And that's the thing; it's gonna like, t- unfortunately, it's gonna take somebody getting like, you know, hospitalized or killed really have people wake up no because that's what the nhl does they wait until the worst possible things happen when there's warning signs all over the place but they wait until it gets so bad to the point that they that they they are forced to do something when they could have prevented some but like like especially after what happened tonight like uh, it's second intermission right now in that capitals rangers game like it's a meaningless game the rangers have nothing to lose so many guys got into fights because of the NHL not handling their business. Who knows how many more concussions that's going to lead to? Tom Wilson's injured. I don't really care about him. He can be injured. I don't. I don't give a shit. Um, and like, and like, it's all needless because the NHL just like it was completely baffled. They're like they're not doing their job. And this isn't the first time that we that we're saying this about the NHL. We say this every week about the NHL. They're not doing their jobs properly. I think I could I could go in. Like player safety, to me, that sounds like the easiest job in sports. The easiest, especially after what happened the other night. You have a player who has, who has a long, long list of, of, um, of suspensions and fines. And people are like, oh, you're only saying this because it's Tom Wilson. It matters that it's Tom Wilson. It yeah. matters because he's someone who's just never who's never going to fucking learn, especially when you st- st- keep on giving him these $5,000 fines that mean absolutely nothing to him. He's making what? How much is he making? $5.1 million? About that, yeah. What is that? What's $5,000? 0.01% of That's his like, salary? Yeah, it's, like, it's, like, it's less than a percent of what he makes. What the fuck? <laughs> he, 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 I bet you Tom Wilson is laughing because he knows he can go into the playoff. Who are they? They might play the Islanders, right? Now he knows, oh, I could go after Matthew Barzell, the best player in the Islanders, do what I want to him. And the worst that's going to happen to me is I'm going to get a $5,000 fine because George Peros is a shithead and has no idea what the fuck he's doing in the Department of Player Office, the, 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 the Department of Player Safety Office. He is, he is completely, it, like, he is completely un- unqualified for the job. And We've seen this for years now that he should not be the guy doing this job, but the NHL is refusing to acknowledge that they made a mistake in hiring him. And it's going to lead to someone's career getting ended or worse. And it's, it's got to fucking change, man. It's got to change. Like I don't want to see, I don't want to see someone's career get ended over negligence like this. It's, it's so ridiculous. And, and I mean, props to the Rangers for publicly saying as a team that they're going to, that, that they think that um, peril should be fired. What I think should have happened, I would have liked to see NHL teams pile on to that statement. Could you imagine? Like the Rangers are the most 
valuable team in the league. And they said that. And if nothing happens, could you imagine if the Leafs and Rangers both said that? And then you add the Blackhawks to that. And then you add the Bruins if to that. The, and then you all, add. And they, if all if, the original six teams spoke up, then there would have been drastic changes here. And like, it, it is a miracle to me that these, te- that like all of these teams are still are like operating under the collective bargaining agreement because there's literally, there's so much stupidity here. And, and here's what's pissing me off too. And, and this is what really, and like now, like for, for well, obviously with, with Washington and after this game, um, like, you know, you don't have Wilson now. You just have a game misconduct to charge just happened not that long ago. Do you really want to be shorthanded going into the playoffs out of some stupidity? Like you already don't have Kuznetsov. He's on the COVID list. You already don't have Samsonov. He's not playing right now. Like this is this is a shit game. This is this is literally. It's a and, sad and, day for for the NHL. Oh, I mean, what's really funny is that for a league that's done so well in terms of expansion, in terms of getting uh, broadcasting deals, exposure. Oh like, yeah, there's a lot to applaud about the NHL over the last couple of weeks into what they did with the ESPN and TNT. That's all flushed down the toilet. How do you think yeah. ESPN feels about what's going on? What happened in tonight's game? Is that a product that they're going to want to show nationally? They don't, they don't care. I don't think ESPN cares at all. Neither does TNT. Like people. I don't like, know, man. I don't I know. I think I think the average hockey fan or even the new hockey fan. Like they'll see people fighting and they'll see line brawls and they'll say, "Holy shit, that's the best." But thing no, ever. but like I don't think that's what's going to grow the game. What's going to grow the game is showing your stars. Here's the thing that that just that's art. I call that's artificial growth. Like no one's going to watch hockey to watch hockey anymore. They're going to be watching hockey because they're going to be expecting these line brawls to happen all the time. And guess what? That doesn't happen all the time. It's an, it's an anomaly. So they're going to watch three or four games, see that there's going to be no fighting. And they're not going to watch anymore. Yeah. I you. It's better for you to gain the fans by actually showing the product. And in order for you to properly show that product is the people at the top need to do their jobs, which none of them are doing. And it's just, it, it, it's an absolute mess. This, this whole league is in the mud right now. Like there's so much that has to change so much. I don't think ESPN is very happy about it. I know ESPN for a fact is not happy about the, about the recent, like, um, uh, the recent shit going down with the refs and like fabricating calls and all that because sports betting is a big thing now and if the uh, the way that they officiate the game doesn't get changed it's gonna be the NHL is gonna be forced into changing it because they're gonna have ESPN and Gary Bettman's ear and all the and all the um, sports betting companies that shit's gonna change and if it doesn't change NHL stupid, they're going to be losing on millions of dollars. This there's a reason why that this league is probably the fifth most popular in North America. Yeah. And it's, and it's, it's to me, nobody, like, if you don't know how to grow the game, what are you like? What are you doing here? Like everybody, if you say you, you care about the game, like, what are you, what are you doing here? Like, I don't understand what's happening. I don't understand what the, like what's the goal here you know and like the, and this is really it's really stupid too because like you're getting too like fans that like you know defend this shit like why what are you gaining from this what do you what, do you think that they're gonna follow you on twitter do you think that they're gonna dm you do you think that they're gonna be like okay i'm gonna venmo you like twenty thousand fans that like this don't like hockey it's literally go watch ufc i i like watching this the sport of hockey i like seeing the skill i like seeing the speed 
I like seeing the big hit. I like seeing the occasional fight. I don't like seeing fucking line brawls. That's not what I want to watch. I want to watch hockey. I don't want to watch a player who wears number 43 on the Washington team to just going around throwing cheap shots and taking some of the best, uh, some of the brightest stars out of the, out of the games. Like it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Like that's why I think ESPN and TNT aren't going to like it. They're going to be like, you guys got to, we're going to start to market these players. I know ESPN and TNT are good at that when it comes to NBA and other sports, they're going to start to market these players. And if they're unavailable to play because of, stupidity like this and the negligence from the nhl uh then i don't i don't think they can back out of the contract obviously not but they're not going to be very happy about it and it's gonna lead to it should have already led to like george peril still has his job somehow after the fucking mess that he caused in this game if tom wilson gets what he actually deserved none of this happens yeah like but because and like the, the, the original hit on, on Carlo that happened earlier in the season, that got him, what, five? Seven. Okay, so why is it not 14? If it's, like... Brendan offender. Carlo, by the way, has only played one game since then. One game. He got sent to the hospital after that. Experienced mood changes, blurry vision. He literally, like, was struggling. Like, I'm surprised that he's playing. Yeah, and, like... He sent is- a player to the hospital, and... He, it, it, it's just never going to mess with. I, I don't think Tom Wilson belongs in the NHL. You can yeah, tell like, me, oh, he's a decent player all you want. And listen, I like players that play on the edge. Wayne Simmons was one of my favorite players growing up. One of my favorite Leafs of all time is Darcy Tucker, for crying out loud. But even Tucker I, had like a limit. Even Ty Domi had a limit. Like, okay, like, no, and Ty Domi did not have Ty. Ty Domi was a shithead. I mean, Ty, I mean, like, what was the worst thing that Ty Domi did? I mean, he he would he would always like punch people while they were down and stuff. He was not a good he was not a good guy. Oh, I I I don't think he's a nice human being at all. Like, sorry, I've heard stories. He definitely is not. Uh, yeah, and like that's the thing. Like, what pisses me off is like you go back less than ten years, like a little more than ten years ago, with like guys like Todd Bertuzzi, and uh, you know, it's one of those things where you know. It got so bad with that hit on uh, on Steve Moore that it literally had him, you know, charged in court. And it had that him just like that just goes to tell you how much the NHL stood still for the last twenty years. That that Todd Bertuzzi Steve Moore incident was over two two years ago. No, sorry, over twenty years ago. My bad. Or it was around twenty years ago. I don't know exactly. I don't remember exactly when it was, but whatever. It was around twenty years ago. And that happened. The only reason why that things escalated to that point is because the NHL Department of Player Safety, yet again, 20 years ago, didn't do their job. They didn't learn about that. They haven't learned about all these incidences that have happened like this in all the 20 years since then. So I don't think they're ever going to learn. George Peros is going to have his job for another five years. Someone's going to get severely injured and never be able to play hockey again because of their negligence and because they don't actually take action and they don't actually care about the safety of the players. And yeah, it's just, it, 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 it oh my God, it's so frustrating. And like, oh my it's God. It's, it's embarrassing. Like, like in, we're in 2021 and we are still operating. Like we are in like the nineties, even before that. And it's so stupid in the fact that, okay, we know that this is a bad thing. And we know that this is a bad decision. So what are we going to do? 
We're just gonna sit on our hands and we're gonna watch Rome burn to the ground. Like and like, there's so many things. Like I think the the two people that need to go in the NHL, like they should have been fired yesterday. Even before they should have been, they should have been fired for years now. Especially with all the shit on Colin Campbell, how the hell is he still in the league? Yeah, and and that's the thing. I'm like one of the reasons why I hate 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 pro sports is that the boys club is so obvious nobody hides it. Everybody like they recycle coaches quickly. They recycle. Uh, general manager position. There's, there's 32 position. coaching jobs now in the NHL, and they get recycled through the same 40 guys. Yeah, like I guarantee you, like, okay, who is a coach that got fired? Granted, some of them deserve the jobs. Like, Jared yeah. Gallant's going to get hired again. I think he deserves it. I think he's a really good coach. I think Claude Julian's a really good coach, and he's going to get hired again. But, like, those are anomalies. A lot of these people don't deserve jobs. John Tortorella's contract with the Blue Jackets is getting. Is is going to be up this season? He's definitely going to be behind the bench next year. I I think so. And and the unfortunate thing is, is that it's literally nobody wants to go out and get in, like no one wants to have outside blood come in because if they, it's almost like you know like when they you don't third, want because they don't actually want change. It's like when a third party comes in to do an investigation or to like uh, mediate a situation. Nobody wants that. You know why? Because the third party is going to come in and say, you both are freaking stupid. We are literally going to like, you know, you're going to get some hard punishments for this. And, and what's really funny is that, you know, the league has such a toxic culture and it's so established and it's at the point where if you even speak up and say anything about it, everyone's automatically going to jump down your throat. Like Ryan Strom yesterday saying that it was dirty. It's like, oh, I don't know what he's talking about. You know, he wasn't in that scrum. If you think it was dirty, he would have stepped up and protected his teammates. Like, dude, you don't need to like, like this you whole know idea of fighting. Like, okay, if somebody on your team goes down with an injury and you're not on the bench, what are you going to do? Come up or you're on the bench. What are you going to do? Skate off of the bench and just like friggin' you know, clothesline the guy down. Like, what are you doing? They're going to David Clarkson it. Yeah, like, you not want to touch our water bottles or something? Like, I don't I'm talking about when he, when he went off the bench in that brawl against the Sabres in the preseason, got suspended for the first 10 games of his first season with the Leafs. Exactly. Like, I, like I, I, it's so ridiculous, man. Like, the reason why I care so much and why I'm so angry about this is because I love this sport. I do like I grew up around it I grew up with it I cannot imagine my life without it and the fact that like they it's it's just like it's it's just so frustrating man and like I know so many people who used to be NHL fans that are not anymore and it's because of shit like this they just don't change like even the the MLB is able to 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 be miles more progressive than the NHL is, which is saying a lot because the MLB is also stuck in a time capsule too, in a lot of ways, but not to the extent of the NHL, not even close. The football is able to progress and the, you know, the, the NBA is the NBA. They're like the leaders when it comes to that. That's why they have. So that's why they're so popular with, with fans and stuff. Like it's, it's just so frustrating, man. Like I hate it so much. And it's just, 
like I'm at a loss for words because I have so much I want to say and it's all just like scrambled eggs in my brain. But I will say this, like earlier, like we were saying how I was saying how like um, a lot of fans won't become fans of the sport because of this. Right. And like to me, like that makes no sense at all because do you see people watching baseball all of a sudden because they saw a bench clear, the benches clear once and they, and the, they want to see more of that. So they start watching more baseball. Yeah, like that's, like that's not that's how totally that's, what they want. That's not how that's not how sports work. Like you don't see a rise in viewership because of bench clearing brawls because people understand that's not what baseball is. So if you want to properly market the sport, you need to cut the crap, get rid of shit like this. Get, literally send Tom Tom Wilson does not deserve to be in the NHL. I already said this, but I can't stress that enough. He has such a long history. He, I think like the thing is with Tom Wilson is if he wasn't such a dirty fucking player, he'd be a decent player, but it's, it's getting to the point. It's a gradual decline because like a few years ago, like five, six years ago when the least played the caps in the playoffs, he was annoying, but he wasn't like doing Bone I mean, he already had him. that reputation at that time. But it, it now it's like nuclear. It's at the point where it's like this he, he goes out. He he literally goes out head hunting. Like he like like I saw somebody tell me like somebody was telling me today. One of my friends was saying like like you saw the Shane Gosses bear suspension, which is an absolute joke. Like the fact that like whatever like it was. I don't agree with the play, but how it's not comparable to what Tom Wilson did. And like he was telling me, like, like, oh yeah, um, Ghost Ghost's bear deserved that suspension because it was an intent to injure. I'm like, fine, like that makes sense if that's what you think. That make that makes sense. I'm not going to argue that. But earlier he was saying that Tom Wilson shouldn't. Sh- he agrees that Tom Wilson shouldn't have been suspended because punching someone in the back of the head and scrums like that happen all the time. So I'm like, so 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 so. He, Explain to me how Tom Wilson went to pull Panarin by the by the hair, drive him down to the ice head first without a helmet on, is and punching Buchnevich in the back of the head when he's unsuspecting is not intent to injure. Have you ever tried to punch somebody in the face, Matthew, without your intention to be to to hurt them? I mean, in in like obviously uh, there wasn't a lot of like force in the punch. It was probably just like one of those things where you try to like, it's the action of it though. Like if the NHL, like here's the thing, the NHL says, Oh, we're going to try to do what we can to, to stop head injuries. They have the concussion spotters in the arenas. That's a good start. I don't know how effective they are, but it's a good start that you have that. That's all they did. They have no precedent right now to deter a player from doing anything to, to that will stop them from, from hitting a player in the head. There's nothing of that. You just saw it the other night with Tom Wilson. Um, there's so many headshots that go uncalled because of their game management style. That goes to Colin Campbell, by the way. That's not I, – I don't even blame the officials to that because the officials are officiating the games the way Colin Campbell tells them to officiate the games. So, like, that's 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 on Colin Campbell. Like, it's just the whole culture, everything – everyone up there has – like, man, Brendan Shanahan was really the right person for this job. And they got, and and they got rid of him, because I think he was doing too good of a job for the NHL's liking. And like, I said this to you earlier in a, in a chat, 
I'm trying to notice a trend with George Peros. I don't know if you notice this too, but players that are considered quote unquote tough guys and what old hockey men would say, play the game the right way. Always seem to get the benefit of the doubt with him, especially if they're repeat offenders, than a lot of first time offenders do. Would you would, like that's a trend I'm noticing? And it makes me wonder if um, George Peros has an agenda he's trying to push with how he wants the game of hockey to be played in his eyes. Because stuff came out that he's in this, um, he's part of this apparel company called Make. Oh God, I don't remember what it's called, but basically they have a they have a, a hat that they sell that says that says Make Hockey Tough Again or something like that. So you know where his head's at. You know where his head's at when it comes to this kind of stuff. And it's having a guy like that is not the person involved for a position where you're the head of the Department of Player Safety. The department head of player safety in the NHL is calling for more violence in the NHL. Ask, Tell me how much sense that makes, Matt. Uh, it makes perfect sense. You see, like, you know, they're hockey men and the hockey men make good decisions and good decisions and hockey men make good hockey things and Stanley Cups and all that stuff and all for the boys. And uh, yeah, I got nothing. It, 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 I've never seen an organization run so backwards in my, in my entire life. George Peros has got to go. Colin Campbell's got to go. And Tom Wilson, man, he's on thin ice. Like, I think he's he should he should be one suspension away from getting the Rafi Torres treatment and just and and just like completely outed from the league. Oh yeah. It's really stupid the fact that he'll probably still man, he'll probably still stick around. There's gonna be no change. There's gonna be no change. No, when does hockey ever change any of its issues? I mean, they'll change an issue when it comes to putting a putting a uh, a sign that says "end racism." Like, congratulations, you beat racism, <laughs> guys. The NHL solved it. The NHL solved the world's biggest it's over issue. Now, guys, it's over. The NHL put on a sign. It says "end racism," and that's that. And they and they kind of threw their hands up after that. It's like, what else you want us to do? Look, we got the sign. Oh like, hey, God. if we if we just like put this sign that says two words, that doesn't even show that we, we did it, can. guys. We did it. But what about twenty? Oh, don't worry about. Don't worry about. Don't worry about him. Don't worry about him. But what about all? No, don't 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 mention it because we ended it, guys. It's over. Guys, it's over. Like let's just let's just let's just play some good old fashioned hacky now. God damn it! This sport better change. Or else it, it, it's it literally it's won't. it's literally in the toilet right now, and it's just waiting for that last thing to like pull the trigger and flush it down. I feel like that's the best metaphor I can use right now to describe where the NHL is at, and it's such an exciting time for the NHL too. Like the playoffs are about to start. There's going to be a new expansion team who looks like they're doing a hell of a job, like with their with their marketing and everything, like from top to bottom so far look like they're doing a phenomenal job and you have like so many star players in the league right now it should be a time for the nhl to grow but they are always shooting themselves in the foot because of they have 
80 year old men in charge of everything who don't know what reality is like and they don't know what people want in the sport anymore and it's so frustrating to see because this great sports getting flushed right down the toilet as we speak you ever think that uh you know uh when it comes to hockey like the reason why 80 year olds are still around you ever think they don't have a pension i honestly think that i think the reason why people do that i don't think hockey people i don't think hockey men are, are good with their money i think they gamble i think they're really bad i think they don't have any finances they're just glued to the game they literally are like, okay, we're going to go and, and endorse all of this. Lou Lamorello, right now, at the time of recording, is 78 years old, still having a job. He's 78. You know what many people do at 78 years old? Especially I don't even think Lou Lamorello was even like a small part of the issue, though. Oh, he's And this ties hand-in-hand with me. Like, and there's Peter Chiarelli is still being considered for general manager jobs, uh, allegedly, which is just fucking phew. Ken Holland has a job. I don't know how the hell. I think I, here's the thing, man. Like, I was thinking about this the other day. There's some NHL GMs. I can name them if you want to, if you want me to. There's I believe, some. I believe there's, you tweeted it, and the ones that I can think about are yeah. Jim Benning, Ken Holland, mm-hmm. um, and Kevin Adams, I can, I, I will, I am not exaggerating one tiny bit when I say this. I guarantee you, if you gave me those guys' jobs, I'd do a better job than them, hundred percent. Yeah, like I am, okay. I, am not exaggerating one bit. The reason why they got the jobs is because they've been there, done, they did it in the nineties or whatever. I don't even know. Jim Benning has never done it. He's never been successful in hockey ever. He's like probably the stupidest guy in the NHL that I've ever seen. Have you seen um, the meme created by the staff and graphs podcast? It's so funny. Like they're talking about like GMs and stuff after the trade deadline. And they're saying like Joe Sackick and Steve Eiserman are playing 3D chess while Jim Benning is still gluing macaroni <laughs> to construction paper. <laughs> Why don't it fit? Jim, that's gorilla glue. Oh shit, my hand stuck to it. <laughs> I, I think that's giving Jim Benning too much credit though, man. That's giving Jim Benning way that too much credit. Like Jim you Benning. telling me you trust Jim Benning with something sticky? Probably not. He'll probably sign it to a $6 million deal per year. Probably, yeah. Um, also, good to tie back to the, to the whole Razor and uh, Capital game up just for a moment. Uh, apparently, you can get a game misconduct for yelling and talking shit from the bench. Well, that's the refs trying to control the game so it doesn't escalate anymore, so, which so I mean, they kind of, which, which the NHL put them in a position to make ridiculous calls like that. Like, I don't, I'm not blaming the officials one bit. The officials have a terrible job tonight in that game. This is like, I don't want to say this is like malice of the palace bad, but this is like literally no, everyone knew this was going to be bad for hours, for hours. And instead of, they could they could have postponed the game. No, that would have made things worse, I think. think All those players just stewing in it even longer. I don't know. It's literally... The thing that they could have done is actually do their jobs, and none of this would have happened. Okay, they they don't know what they're doing. Like It's literally just they're sniffing their own farts. I would just like to make this declaration that uh, I am now a graduate of sport management, so uh, if anybody needs a... 
a general manager. You do a better job than 10% that is of, un, that of is the That is under NHL the age managers. of 40. That If everybody needs someone that is under the age of 45 and is like no longer someone who just focuses on, you know, you know, oh, we need this big guy who's tough and goddamn, he's gigantic. Like, you know, he could, he could stick up for our guys and, oh, but there's this guy who's small, sir. No, no, we need big guys because that's what we need. And then in reality, it's like, oh, goddamn, why didn't you tell me he sucks? I did, but like you, you said, you wanted big. Oh, goddamn, you're supposed to talk me out of it. And then that guy's fired and no longer in the league. I love this story. Like, we can probably end on this because it's pretty funny. And then we'll just move on before. But like, oh, man, there's so many idiots, 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 idiots working in hockey these days. Mark Hunter, who's apparently this tremendous, was apparently this tremendous scout. And like, if you wanted a good draft, you had to go through Mark Hunter. Do you know the reason? I, I can't. I don't know if I said this on the show or not, or if I told you. But do you know why he drafted Mitch Marner over Noah Hannafin? One of the reasons well, why. Do you I know? Have, I know that one of the reasons why they went with Marner over Hannafin was a big fuck you to Babcock because Babcock wanted Hannafin really badly. Um, nope. Which I mean, I mean, if that was the story, that would have been great. It, I mean, it's, no, it's, that that wasn't. I know Babcock wanted him. Was it because he was a London Knight? No, it was because um, Mitch Marner at the time was was a was a small boy. He still is a pretty small man. I don't know his exact height or whatever. But he is exactly six foot. He's six foot. Anyways, he's listed as six foot. Anyways, he was. I I know in junior the thing was he was really small, right? But extremely skilled, which is way more important than size is. He's an extremely skilled player. One of the reasons why they decided to draft Mitch Marner is because Mitch Marner's mom, Bonnie, is um, like 6'2 or something like that. So Mark Hunter saw that and was like, ah, some one of his parents is tall. That means he'll get big. So we're going to draft him because big equals good. I, I kid you not. You know what that reminds me of? Uh, it reminds me of Moneyball when they uh, are scouting in the uh, in the war room with Billy Bean and uh, I forget who Jonah Hill was supposed to be playing, the assistant general manager. Um, I know this is before Jonah Hill's character gets uh, introduced, uh, and they were talking about guys that they should pick in like our scout, and one of the scouts literally goes, I don't know about this guy. He's got an ugly girlfriend. A girlfriend needs no confidence. Yeah, and it's, it's like, like what? And it's just like, okay, yeah, sure, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and, and, and base that off of that, like that. that hey, uh, Matt, I'm not going to hire you for this job because you because actually... I have a beard and I need to shave it. No, I'm not gonna hire you for this job because because you enjoy watching Star Wars and I do not like Star Wars. So to me, that makes you a big nerd, and big nerds are not people who you want to work with. And to me, that means that you also. Or lack confidence because you. <laughs> I'm making all are this you, up, by the way. Are you summarizing why teams don't want Dougie Hamilton because he goes to the museum? This guy goes to a museum and he and he's smart and you know I don't I don't trust I, that man. You, you can't be too smart to play hockey. It's just ooga booga, body check, punch. <laughs> body check, go burr. <laughs> I honestly feel like at the end of the day, like looking at what, like. I honestly feel like Dougie Hamilton during the pandemic is probably one of the smartest hockey players 
Like, yo, Doug, want to come to the restaurant? Nah, but I'm just going to sit at home and watch documentaries. This guy literally got, like, labeled with attitude issues because this man chose to go to a museum, and I don't even know what city he was in. And this is the thing. Like, Instead so of many, going so out many... for beers or whatever. And it's the same thing, and, and I want to touch on this because, again, this really ties into how stupid this league is. Uh, Ted Nolan absolutely deserves to have another chance. At coaching. Oh, he's a great – he's a great mind. Um. You know, he's had really he had two really bad hands, unfortunately, both with the Sabres. Um, when you know, he basically was blackballed for doing the smart ethical thing of not playing Pat LaFontaine in the playoffs because you know, concussions, but it's okay. Concussions to the NHL are as real and as concussions, concussions are like COVID, they don't exist. Yeah, concussion COVID, they both start with a K using the big brain right there. We'll start um, with a K. And they both don't exist. Yeah. Um, and, and, and a lot of things that are really still like, like, I don't know. Again, we stress this too much. We, we're going to stress this until it, it changes. It's not going to change because we, let's face it. Why, why would it change? It's been the same way before and it's not going to change. Mm-hmm. No, the fact that I'm even like, hoping like i said to one of my friends last night like we're talking about this and i'm like and i'm like i give it 48 hours until george perils loses his job within 48 hours i don't think it's gonna happen anymore well apparently there was there was the report that he was gonna attend the game today at msg what the hell is that gonna do oh i'm here and and then he turtled out he's like no i'm good i'm good well even then even if he was there what was it gonna do he still didn't do his job yeah, and that's really it's really stupid. It's really one of those things where it's like I don't know why it's too late for him to show up and suddenly do his job. Like him being there isn't going to do anything because he didn't do anything. The players need to do shit on their own, and that's why we had the embarrassment of a hockey game that happened tonight in New York. Yep, and unfortunately, it's going to be even worse going forward because this league smells their own farts. And get the they shoot themselves them. in the foot. They uh, any metaphor you want to use, it's it's awful. Oh yeah, and it's 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 embarrassing. But anyway, um, let's get on to happier stuff. If there is happier stuff, um, we finally got a taste of George Springer baseball, which was uh, it was fun. Now it's uh, ended prematurely because of course it did. Um, one hundred and seventy is- feet. Exactly. 170 you mean 470 feet that's what i said you said four i thought i heard you say 100 i think i'm actually no i said Uh, 470 all right i can i can hit a baseball 170 feet come on i could definitely hit a baseball 70 feet what are you saying uh anyway so um i think with like looking at the record like obviously they haven't played yet um the game will be happening probably by the time we were uh, finished recording. Um, but right now they sit uh, going into May, uh, dead 500, which again, expect I expected this team to be where they are. Uh, it's really, it's really like a four team race in the AL East now, which I'm I mean, actually very encouraged. Like, it's encouraging, but like, I'm not too encouraged about what I'm seeing about the Blue Jays. Like, it's just too much inconsistency for me to like want to expect anything. Like I understand there's like their pitching is like super injured, but like I don't think the pitching's the issue. Like the bats are been super inconsistent. 
and it's just like I don't know. It's it, it's there's a little only, it's it's a little concerning. I know it's only like a month into the season, but like there's only like three guys in the lineup that I look at that are really consistent, and that's Vladdy, that's Bo, and that's Grichuk. And then, and then and then there's a few others that are consistent in a different way. Yeah, like Semyon's okay. Gurriel's. I really like Semyon so far because like. He's been hitting the ball like okay, but like his defense is just like what we need. A little, a little struggling. Um, um, haven't I mean Alejandro Kirk was getting hot. The small boy, small, small thick boy. Um, oh my gosh, Jansen! I, I don't know. Hey, what, he I, got hits in his last series. That's that's. I good. don't know what to do um, about that so whole yeah, ca- situation at catcher. Um, I guess like looking at this team as a whole, uh. I'm surprised that they picked uh, Jonathan Davis over uh, Josh Palacios, but I guess they figured Jonathan uh, Davis, the singer of corn. Yes, the singer of corn. Exactly. Oh, he plays baseball now. Yeah, exactly, dude. If oh, that wow. actually was the case, I would buy more tickets to games. <laughs> um, but I think, like in reality, like looking at this team as a whole, the reason why they're doing so good is really their pitching. Like their bullpen is freaking phenomenal right now. Like, obviously, like, you know, their pitching's kind of taking a little bit of a dip. Um, Steven Matz has struggled on uh, the last few starts. Trent Thornton, I think, has earned his spot back in the rotation, which is very nice to see. Um, Ryu is Ryu. Uh, Robbie Ray, if he does how, – how is this for Robbie Ray? The guy literally has walked uh, – let me see here. He's probably, I have a feeling he – I haven't looked at the numbers. I don't have them in front of me. Has he walked more people than he's allowed hits? I, I'm going to check right now. Um, like his starts been... make me laugh because they always, for the most part, come out like he'll come out like only allowing like one or two earned, and then you look at the rest of the stat line. And it's yeah, just like... he is walked. <laughs> he's walked. He's has almost like half the amount of walks for strikeouts. Like he has, he has nine walks in twenty-two and two-thirds of an innings. But he struck out twenty batters in twenty-two and two-thirds. That's that's very inflated. How many hits is he allowed? He is allowed eighteen hits. So for every two hits, he wa- he walks one person, and he strikes out. Well. Like, yeah, and and he strikes out like three over that span, which is mm-hmm. crazy. Um, it's it's just that's just that's just wild, man. It's just like what what's the joke about like Robbie Ray and his like classic. It's classic like stat line. It's like three earned on like three hits, two and two home runs, like six walks, <laughs> and like six walks, and then and then the and then the Jays win. <laughs> yeah, like the game that they played. Like, like, the like you look like three earned over like over like over like seven innings is not bad. <laughs> you see how he got there and say, like, "Oh shit, man!" Yeah, that's really kind of what. Also, uh, he wears really tight pants. Indeed, he does tight pants, man. I wonder if he wears a cup. I really don't know. Um, I think like is he looking... competing with Kyle Lowry for best butt in Toronto sports right now? Kyle Lowry has the best ass in any sport. The only other one that may compare is Sidney Crosby. They the two should have a competition <laughs> of who is Canada's ass. That's true, because like Kyle Lowry's like the poster boy for Canadian basketball, essentially. And then Sidney Crosby scored the golden goal. So those are like two very influential Canadian athletes. And I think that's a battle that needs to happen. The battle of the, of the ass for Canada. You can call it, you can call it ass can. 
No, you can call it the Cheeks Cup. I like that. That works too. The Cheeks Cup. The TCC. <laughs> uh, anyway, so now that we, you've realized that we are all stupid, well, I'm anyway stupid. Um, uh, getting back to the pitching on this team, um, I I don't know what this team looks like. This team's so weird. They need another starter so desperately. Yeah, I mean, like Stripling looked okay in his last start, but like he's a five guy, I think right now. They right put now. themselves in a position where they're going to have to be forced to overpay for a team, yeah, like for and like, for and, a, for and a like, pitcher. And you look at teams like records this season and uh, like teams that might be selling. I hate like, to say this, man, but like if they want a pitcher, I have a feeling teams are going to be asking for Biggio. Probably. And I think right now with with uh, with Austin Martin and with uh, with Groshans, you. I don't think I don't think I don't think Biggio is going to be part of their future plans. I, and like, if you really think about it, like, like I'm looking at some some starters right away that they could look at. Um, like I think Biggio would look really good with uh, with the Tigers. Maybe the Jays could get Matt Boyd back in their system. Another lefty. Uh, maybe I know they they need. I think the Jays need something more than that. I think they need that solid like lights out like number two guy that you can depend on the like color depend on Ryu. The only name I think about, but he's been completely asked to start this season is Kyle Hendricks. But he's been God How about one of those Reds pitchers. I mean like if the Reds aren't contending, I mean Castillo's been awful this year. Six oh seven holy shit. I mean like their best pitcher is Wade Miley. I don't know if you want Wade Miley. I don't want Wade. I no. I'd rather go Luis Castillo. Like I don't care I mean, what his few I mean, few, I mean, to what be his fair, first few starts were like. I mean, to be fair, Ray had like an ERA close to six, and then you know we we got him and he was better. So I think like maybe like a, I was gonna say a Sunny Pete Walker man. He's he's good at what he does. It's true. I I would, I'd say probably Castillo younger, but that you'd have to pay more for that. I have a feeling though, which I don't know about you, like how you feel about this. We can talk about it, but if you go after Castillo, I think the Reds would want a Jordan Grossens. I have a name, John Gray, the Colorado Rockies. I think you can make a deal like that happen. Like he's he's a veteran. He's got consistent numbers in his career. Can he be a number two? I think he has the potential to be a two three. And like that's like I think the team needs to add more than one arm, and I think he's an arm that needs to be circled on the team's radar, especially like when you look the, at how bad the Rockies are going to be. Like what I would love the rotation to look like by the end of the year is you have Ryu, guy via trade who's legitimate, like a legitimate guy you can like depend on, and then you have Pearson, yeah, and then you have. In the four spot, you have Ray, and then five, you have Max. But I think in, in this situation, what the team's looking at is they want a guy to come in and basically, you know, like a guy like Pearson to come in and say, I'm going to take the two spot. Like, I think that's what they want. And I think I that's what you want. But like, is that what teams who want to compete for the playoffs is that, is that, is that how, like, I think they need more. And like, that's not to say that. Pearson doesn't have a high ceiling, but like, why can't you have like two, like three guys who can be contending for that eight for that number one spot? Yeah, and I think in in reality, like I know again, it's way too early to really be talking about trades. And again, like you know, with the way that things are, the Yankees were the bottom at the bottom of the AL East like a few weeks ago. Now they're second in the AL East. 
So like a lot of things can change. It's a long season. Exactly. It's a very long season. Uh, It's probably one of my favorite times of the year, just because you have something on almost every day. Um, Just why they call it America's pastime. Um, But there's really like, I think there's a lot of teams that you could like the Jays could really look at and call to get like players like, uh, you know, looking at, I don't know why, but I was looking a lot in the, uh, in the, in the NL, um, looking at like maybe a guy like a, a Charlie Morton, who's had experience pitching in the AL East last season, like guys like that. But again, like it's, it's too hard. It's too long to tell or too early to tell. And I think one of the things that I, I really want to know does this team add another bat? Because I think they do. I think I, I don't think I don't. I don't think so. I think the offense will find itself. I mean, like, yeah, and, and like, it's kind of funny to me because, like, you look at like a team like the San Francisco Giants, who are somehow in the running for the, uh, or actually they're at the top of the AL West or NL West, excuse me. Um, holy shit! This is a team that literally right now has like awful hitting and they are somehow getting by with like literally like resurgences of so many guys like Cueto and Alex Wood, who I love Aaron Sanchez would be, I would love to have Aaron Sanchez back. Somehow that could happen. Um, But again, right now he's not going anywhere because he, he fits the dynamic of the, of the mold. What? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Again, it's one of those things where, like you said, I, I think there needs to be a better managing of the lineup. Yeah, I have. I've had a lot of issues with Montoyo so far this season. Like, I don't like how he's been dicking us around with Springer and stuff, like, and all this. Like, oh, he took a rest date. Now he's not playing the next two games. It's like, just tell us if he's injured or not, man. Like, stop dicking us around and like just, just be honest with us. If he has to go in the DL, put him in the DL. I'd rather him be, like, miss games now than miss them when we're competing for a playoff spot. Like, get him right as soon as you can. Like, like just, like just just tell us what's going on. And, like, another thing, too, that I've noticed is just, like, is, like, is he ever going to, like, stick up for the team like what Gibbons did ever? Like it, it's yeah, he's frust- a very body manager. It's frustrating though because like I've noticed like especially last night the Jays were getting absolutely dicked with the strike zone. It was yeah. it was awful, and like I don't know I feel like fire like Gibbons was good at that by like he'd go and like stick up for his guys and like I've never once seen Montoya do that man. Like it's it, it's it's like you want to like. Like, say what you want about Gibbons and stuff. Like, he obviously had his flaws, but, like, the players wanted to play for him because he, because they all knew that he had his back and stuff. Like, they, he had their back. And, like, I don't think they get that with Montoyo. It's just, like, it's frustrating. He just sits there. Yeah. Like, I get that they're kids, but at the same time, it's like, dude, you gotta, you gotta really step up for these guys. Like, I get they're, I get that they're, you know, it's still like trust the process. And, like, you gotta, like, you know, sometimes bite your tongue, especially when it comes to the umpires. But like, dude, like, there are times when you really gotta, you know, stick up for your your players. Yeah, and it's just like he doesn't have like any of that backbone to do that, and it's just so frustrating. And like, especially as you said, like with like the lineup and stuff too. Like, I don't want to see 
um, if you're at the bottom of the order, I never want to see Jansen up at the plate in a close game situation past the seventh inning. Yeah, I think especially in games that he starts, you need to pull him for Kirk when Kirk is. Or even for Reese McGuire or for any, literally anybody. Like, it's this guy can't hit a beach ball right now. Yeah. I, he should not be having it at bat after the seventh inning in a close game. Until he earns it. Because. Yeah. And I think it's something that needs to be stressed. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, there's still a lot of. Uh, a lot of things that need to be, you know, discussed. Like, again, who's leading off for this team? You know, who should be DHing? Who should be playing in their positions? Like, it's tough. But I think right now, again, with the ability of this team being flexible, they got a lot to go off of here. Mm-hmm. And it really works. Um, but again, like, it's one of those things where, you know, in May, you really kind of find out who's really taking strides. And then in June, it's like, okay. What are we doing to the deadline? Yeah. Even though no one really gets uh, traded until, like, middle of July. Mm-hmm. Man, it's – I don't know. It, like, Jays had, like, coming into the season, like, I think they, I've had, like, really high expectations for them, but I think those have kind of um, – I've been humbled a little bit, I guess you could say. <laughs> Just a wee bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of being humbled, the Toronto Raptors are not having that great of a season, but they're somehow still in contention for that stupid, very dumb Mickey Mouse playing tournament thing. Um, do you think the Raptors should try to go for that? Or do you think that they're better off to just tank? Tank. Like, yep. what, what, are you, what are you gaining? You know, what are you, what are you You're going to go... Like, right now, if the season ended, the Raptors, when not without winning a lottery, would be... Would be in would be getting the eighth overall pick, which is very good considering the talent in this draft. Now imagine if they lose out the eight games and they fall to like I think they can fall as far down to like fifth or whatever. Man, in this draft, that like you do not pass that up. Like this is a throwaway season. You're playing in Tampa Bay. You're practicing in a banquet hall of a hotel room with where they just threw up some nets and posters with the Raptors logo on it. Like this isn't the real season. Who cares? tank it's one of the deepest drafts ever stop trying to win in this stupid tournament that i agree with lebron james ever came up with that should be fired because it's all we can get into it but it's so stupid yeah and that's something that i think you really need to to stress yeah it's it it, i'd rather go and man it's 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 such a good draft and to like like what's gonna happen? You went you you get that tenth spot, you lose into that, you flubbed your draft pick and and you got absolutely nothing out of it either because you didn't do anything. It's like who cares? It means absolutely nothing. Just yeah, they're, they're just they're just stuck in like this constant state of redundancy. Like I think last night against the Clippers was the perfect game for the Raptors because they lost, but they played hard and you saw a lot of their younger players do a lot of really good things, which look very promising. Yeah. And that's exactly what you want to see. And I don't think they, I am currently uh, not cheering for the Raptors to win any games as a fan, because it is for their own good. 
but they still will win some games because like, come on, man. Like, like, what are you doing? Like they're three what games back of 10th place with eight games left. The dream is over, fellas. The dream is over. But they're like, hey, let's just go play basketball and let's just have Pascal drop almost 40 and Kyle drop 35. I love seeing that, though, because, oh, man, Pascal Siakam went from most improved player in the league to probably one of the most slept on players in the NBA. He is William Nylander, but, <laughs> but like, treated worse, I think. Yeah, he's William Nylander, but of the Raptors. That's how it is. But like, man, it's I don't know. Man, please just tank. Give me give me that really good pick who can actually step in and make a, a contender out of this team next year. Yeah. But I, I think this team needs to do a lot in terms of like just getting like a legitimate big. Like they have everything else, they don't have a big. I mean, Ken Birch has come in and done really well. I hope they bring him back for next year. Ken Birch has been – you know what? The Raptors need to start putting Aaron Baines back in the lineup. That way they're loose. It's very true, very true. Can't deny that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, you know, without Aaron Baines, you know, they don't really have anything else to, to go off of. Ken Birch. But what about, uh, what about um, Freddie, our new boy, Freddie Gillespie? Party in the USA Gillespie? Yeah, party in the USA Gillespie, you know. I love that video, man. That was so fun. Man's just chill AF. Mm-hmm. <laughs> see how hyped they got when the chorus came in? Yep. They all started jumping and shit. Can that was funny. See, can we see a duet of Freddie Gillespie and Ben Hutton? No, I want to see. Actually, hmm. I mean, they did two different songs. Unless they could find a way to like do a mashup or whatever. Yeah, you can mashup, of course. Why, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you do a mashup? Yeah, like hire some DJ. MLSE has the money. They can do that. They can make it work. Make marketing fun for people. Exactly. You gotta attract the new, the new blood, the new breed. Also, mm-hmm. I'm just looking at the NBA like standings right now. Houston is tanking; for, they're fading for Cade, man. They're gonna, they're, they're on pace to get it right now. The Timberwolves are just like, nah, we already got one number one pick. We don't need anything else. Sorry, guys. Man, it's such a good draft. Like the Raptors are stupid if they just like don't tank. Like, c- come on, Masai. You're a smart man. Like, you're smart. You you should realize this. Come on. Yeah, I mean, like, I wonder if he just doesn't care. I have a feeling he's going to come back, though, next year, man. I think he has some unfinished business here. Yeah. I mean, like, it's one of those things where we, uh, where we don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyways. I think that's it for today. Yeah, we uh, we really went from like a 10 to like a, a 3. Yeah, oh man, I think it was at a 12 or like a 13 at some points. I mean, we weren't like screaming into the microphone. No. So like... mm-hmm. We swore a lot more than usual today, but eh, that's always fun. Yeah, um, but, but who knows? I mean, like it could get really worse next week. <laughs> Which, I mean, oh my God. NHL, mm-hmm. Would you be surprised? I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm happy though that we had some hockey to talk about because the Leafs are boring right now because there's literally like there's not too many storylines and like all the games that are left in the regular season are kind of meaningless because they all but have first place wrapped up. Yeah, that's <laughs> something that I think we need to hope that that you know continues. 
<laughs> Anyways. Oh, uh, well. I just yawned. I'm sorry about that. I tried to mute my mic on time, but it didn't work. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, so I didn't say this beginning of the show, but follow us on Twitter at Q underscore City Roundup. Find our personal Twitter accounts there. Follow us on Instagram at Queen City Roundup. And any final words, Matt? Um, you could get away with murder and hockey, fellas. You, you don't need to worry about a damn thing. Um, but also, uh, yeah, um, I'm going to send my resume to every NHL team. And if I don't get a job, then, uh, I guess I'm not, I don't know hockey, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, a big, not uh, no, Matt, no, don't be ridiculous. You're not a hockey man trademarked. You're right. I got to wait until I'm at least 53 to apply. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, uh, personal news. I got my first dose of the vaccine on Monday. I'm getting mine on Friday, and I have to hey. go. I have to go of all places. I and I, I apologize for anybody that lives in this area. I have to go to freaking Schomburg, Ontario. Schomburg. Schomburg, Ontario. The good old Burke. And if y'all don't know where that is, uh, it is Western Newmarket, basically. Um, yeah. And the only thing I will take for granted is there's a Tim's right next to where I'm getting my shot. So I can literally get it, get a coffee and then go home. And Perfect. That's going to be my, my afternoon. <laughs> I have to go to Markham, which isn't too bad. Yeah. My dad went to Markham. My mom went and got it at Humber river. Um, my parents were able to get it at the every, wonderland drive through every single person. Uh, and my family will at least receive one dose, except for my sister. She's the last one. Same in my uh, in my house. Everybody, as of yesterday, has I got can, their first dose. We can finally, like, somewhat do things again, hopefully. All my friends, I'm excited because all my friends are getting theirs this week, too. And, like, obviously you have to wait the two weeks for it to be. But then it's like, I don't know. I feel like, because, like, the first dose is still, like, 80-something percent effective. But... When you take that into account with everybody having that first dose, I feel like you can actually like start to enjoy life again, not be so stressed out. Oh, for sure, yeah. Like, obviously, you- still take those precautions. Don't do anything stupid. Yeah, don't be a freaking tool. Just, you but know, go, go things will stuff. be things will be a little easier. Hopefully, you can actually go golfing again, though. Like, oh my god. For four problems when you can't go. Hmm. That's, Anyways, that's how you know it's bad. Also, you know what's bad when Joe Rogan is talking about your country. Oh God, Joe Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Anyways, we will see you all next week.